Hi, my name is James Shepard. I'd like to thank you for taking time to watch the first video in our new course on cash discounting and surcharging. Now, I wanted to take just a moment to let you know where you're gonna be able to find the rest of this course. So I'm gonna put the first video out publicly here. So this will help you to kind of understand what's gonna be in the course, talk about it a little bit of, by way of introduction, but then I've got a bunch of great content over at instantquotetool.com. So if you wanna go through the entire course, you need to go to instantquotetool.com. Go ahead and sign up for your free trial, or if you you are already a subscriber, you're going to be able to go to that training link in about two or three days, and you're going to see the entire course there under cash discounting and surcharging. I'm really excited about the content. I've, I've already done quite a bit of content about cash discounting, but when you have something this new, things are just constantly changing, and I'm realizing that just a lot of my content I already have out there is already out of date. Uh, there's other big issues that have come up that haven't been discussed. So I decided to just put it all into one course now that I think things have kind of stabilized a little bit, and we're going to put that at instant tool.com so make sure you go there right now get your free trial and then click on the training link so you can watch this entire course my name is James Shepard. I'd like to welcome you to this course on cash discounting and surcharging. Now, by way of introduction today, I want to talk to you first about interchange fees, how they work, so that you'll understand a little bit more of the idea of why cash discounting and surcharging has become such a hot topic in the payments industry. Now, in order to understand this, you have to first of all get rid of this misconception that Cash discounting and surcharging is only there so that you know opportunistic processors can rip off the merchant and it's just a sales ploy and it's just a marketing gimmick. Now, obviously we're in an industry where that's gonna happen and there's going to be some of that, but the, the thing that's really important to understand is there is an underlying problem and an underlying truth that really goes into the cash discounting and surcharging and that helps you to understand why it's really important to have this option available for your merchants. So the first thing I want you to understand is the interchange cost by country. The interchange cost by country. It's very important for you to understand that if you go over to the UK, for instance, and you go to the UK and you look at a merchant statement in the UK and you're like, what is the interchange over here in the UK? Well, over in the UK right now, their interchange rates are between 0 0.3, 0.4%. 0 0.3 or 0.4%, that's the interchange fees. Now, Who's setting and charging these interchange fees? Well, let's see if maybe you recognize some of these names. You have Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover, right? Do you recognize any of those names? Oh, those are the same companies, right, that are doing the same thing in the United States, right? Um, what are the banks that are backing them up? Well, let's see, you know, Wells Fargo, Chase, you know, are, are these names ringing a bell? Oh, it's the same banks that are over here in the United States. Um, now, yes, there's some other banks over there, of course, that are a little different, but, you know, the idea is over in the UK, you have the same group of companies that are charging the merchants 0.3 to 0.4%, and they're still in business, they're still turning a profit, everything's working out great, okay? Now, what are US business owners paying? US business owners are paying around 1.7, 1.8% right now. The last study I looked at was 1.74% on average. So 1.74%, that is like, you know, four or five times what many of these other countries are actually paying. Um, and so no matter where you go in the, in the world, you know, you could go to Australia where it's usually maybe 0.5, 0.6%. You could go around and find these different countries. And what you're going to see is that business owners in the United States are paying significantly higher uh, interchange cost than other business owners are around the world in other countries. And they're paying these interchange costs to the same banks, the same brands are setting the rates and all that. Now, you might ask yourself, why is this happening? You know, doesn't it make sense? I mean, think about this for a second. If I go to Sam's Club and I buy 
50 rolls of toilet paper, okay? My cost per roll is gonna be a lot less than if I go right over the cross the street to Walmart and I buy four rolls of the same toilet paper, right? If you buy in bulk, you get a discount, right? What country in the world do you think processes the most payments for Visa, MasterCard, Discover? Which country do you think generates the most transactions for Wells Fargo and Chase? You guessed it, the United States of America. So surely we're getting the lowest interchange rate because we're providing the most business, which means the most efficiency, which means all these benefits, you know, the most profit. So of course we're getting the best rate, right? Wrong, we're getting the worst rates. You say, wait a second, how does that happen? Well, it happens really for one simple reason, and that is the United States is closer to being a free market. We implement free market capitalism in a more pure form than these other countries do because these other countries have come in and regulated it. So these other countries have come in and regulated it and said, hold on, hold on, hold on. This isn't like a little business. This is basically a monopoly. Um, it's collusion between big, big companies and they're setting these rates and the merchant doesn't really have anything to do with it. And so we're gonna, we're gonna go ahead and do a big study and see what the rate should be and we're gonna cap them at a certain rate. And so they've come in and basically done regulation to say this is the most that you can charge. In the US market, we've had just a little bit of that uh, with the Durban Amendment. They came in and regulated the, the check card and how much you know, that can be. But as far as credit card transactions and even a lot of the, the check cards that are unregulated, um, there's just not the same level of regulation. And as a result, the interchange rates are still really high here in the US market. And as they took the check card rates down, they took the credit card rates up and, and it just was kind of a wash. Um, and so the, the reason is because again, in the U US we have this free market capitalism idea. So how does a free market work? Well, the way a free market works is that the person who is buying something, right? They have the ability to make a choice. Do I want to buy this thing or not? And so that means the person who's selling the thing, they have to say, well, I gotta be careful how I price this because if I price it too high, then the person paying isn't gonna wanna pay anymore, right? So here's what's happened in the US market. Basically, free market capitalism has done what it always does. It's gonna move forward, okay? And what happened is merchants, business owners in the US that pay these interchange fees are finally saying no, too much, right? Why are we paying 1.7, 1.8, 1.9% interchange when you're, you know, the same companies are serving the same businesses in smaller countries where they're doing less volume and they're doing it at half the rate, a quarter of the rate, a fifth of the rate that we're paying here, enough. We're not gonna pay it anymore, okay? So that's what's happening. Small business owners are finally getting to that point where they're saying, okay, fine, the government's not gonna regulate it. We're, we applaud that because we're business people, we're capitalists, we don't like regulation. So that's fine, but this is a free market. So we have the power of choice and we get to say, no, that's too much. So because small business owners have started to say, no, that's too much, they now have a problem on their hands because of the fact that there really is kind of a, almost a monopoly or a collusion that exists between Visa, MasterCard, Discover, and these big banks, a business owner has to accept these forms of payment. I mean, there's really, they really don't have a choice in that way because these companies have gotten so huge, so many consumers have these cards, they can't really put direct pressure by saying, we're not gonna accept payments anymore, okay? So what did they have to do? Well, what they did was, they said, let's pass the cost of processing onto the consumer. Because see, if a consumer pays me in cash as a business owner, that doesn't cost me anything, right? I don't have to pay anything for that. If somebody pays me with a card, well, that actually is costing me money. 
So since the real benefit of using this card is going to the consumer, let's pass the cost on to the consumer and let them decide if they believe they're getting enough benefit from this card in order to use it, right? Let's let the consumer decide because again, in a free market, it only works if the person receiving the benefit is able to put pressure on the person that's providing the benefits. So when you boil all that down, what do you get? Well, what you get is you get business owners that decide they wanna pass the cost of credit card processing on to the consumer. And there are primarily two models that have emerged as here's how we're gonna do that. One of them is surcharging, one of them is cash discounting. Now, these two things are very, very different and each of them has unique benefits and unique challenges. And in the rest of this course, what I'm gonna to talk to you about is how do you decide which of these to go with? Once you make that decision, how do you sell it? How do you find the right processor to offer it? What is the compensation like? How do you figure out what your residual is? How do you run the numbers so you can do a re realistic proposal for the merchant? And all of these other things that come into play. And so we're gonna be going through that in the rest of this course. I thank you so much for taking time to watch this video or listen to this podcast. Make sure you come back here to instantquotetool.com log in and click on the training link so you can watch the next video.